season sports media. This is the Good NBA Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Good NBA Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Wade. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, the world's biggest Portland Trailblazers fan, Brendan Swam. How are you doing today? Drew, I'm doing great today. Thanks for having me. Today. How about yesterday? How was yesterday? You know, yesterday was uh, actually a really good day, too. You know, uh, Bachelor in Paradise came on. It's a really good mm. episode, Drew. Um, yeah. I, so I we're getting the off season. Yeah, getting that off season working. You know, there was football to watch, uh, but there was more important events going on. <laughs> Glad to see you have your priorities in order. Uh, wish I wasn't so into watching football, so I didn't have to watch my team lose yesterday. But that's neither here nor there. This is a basketball podcast, and uh, my my basketball team hasn't uh, broken my heart in quite a few months now. So that's that's good news, I guess. They haven't been doing anything. Where right, it's been like. Been. It's been like two weeks since I've done that. So, yeah, yeah. So we're on a good stretch right now. Um, uh, this isn't what we're gonna talk about today, but it's tradition. We talk about Ben Simmons every episode. Uh, still on the Seventy Sixers as of right now. Hey, guess what? I predicted he's gonna be on the Sixers this season. He's uh, there's been news that maybe he's gonna sit out, but hey, I don't know. Did you see that picture of his girlfriend wearing a Sixers shirt? That's all. Oh, I- that's all I'm saying. That, is it a new picture, though? We I went through this is. with Kevin Hart last week. I, oh. We did, but I'm pretty sure this is a recent picture because I don't know how long they've been dating for. So, hey, All that does is add validity to the uh, pictures with Kevin Hart. I did see him working on some really nice inside moves, like some jump shot moves. I don't know if you saw that. I, uh, I see it every offseason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but, but this offseason, you know what? I'm back in the boat. It's going to happen. He's going to play for the Sixers, and he's going to shoot some jump shots. I'm ready to be hurt again. Uh, unless we trade him away, then good riddance. Uh, I'm <laughs> sort of straddling the fence right now, which either way it goes, I'll just dive all in that way. Um, That's but, how a good fan behaves. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was looking at some props earlier, uh, a little preview, uh, for this upcoming season. I think he's like plus 3,000 or something to win most improved next year. So, hey. Ben Simmons? Uh, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, interesting. If, if he starts shooting jump shots and uh, really... Right, he's scoring like that, 28 a game or something? Yeah, gets that offense going a lot more and he's still dominant on defense. Hey, uh, that's pretty good odds, 30 to 1. It's, so it's possible. Sometimes they do give it to a really good player, so it's possible. Yeah, and I feel like the narrative for that one would be just tremendous. Like, obviously, that's all everybody talks about is his jump shooting and free throw shooting. So if he just... All of a sudden, is good at both of those things. Not a, bad, uh, not a bad bet to look at. Um, speaking of bets, today's episode, we're going to be looking at the over-under for each uh, Eastern Conference team's win total for the 2021-2022 season. So we're just going to go through each of the 15 Eastern Conference teams. Next week, we're going to look at the Western Conference. So uh, Let's uh, go. Yeah. Hey, it's been a month. It is betting month. It's time to it's time to lose some money if uh, you're anything like me. So yeah, 
And this was hard. This was a really hard exercise, Drew. It was really hard. I told you that when I was looking at these over-unders, like I would kind of think in my head before I looked at it what uh, what I thought it would be, and it was usually pretty close. So yeah. real hard to make a decision either way. I guess that's the point. It's supposed to be like a coin flip here. <laughs> right. But most years, I mean, you don't have to do math. And this year, we're coming off that 72-game year. So Yeah, uh, that made things even funkier. So um, to, to speak to that a little more, what I did was uh, – I'd looked at each team's win total from last season, figured out their winning percentage, and just figured out how many games they would have won had it been 82-game season. So that would make it a little easier. Um, so uh, that being said, let's uh, let's just jump into it. Let's pick some over-unders. First up, the Atlanta Hawks. 46.5 is their over-under. Uh, they were on a 47-win pace last year had it been 82 games. So 46.5, how are you feeling for the Hawks? For the Atlanta Hawks, I surprised myself here. Um, I have them right at 47 wins, actually, mm-hmm. 47 to 48 wins, and I have them going over. All right. I like it. Um, as much you know, as I have them as like the sixth seed. What's that? I have them around the sixth seed, but sixth seed, the, way, huh? the way it played out, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was looking back at past years because it kind of scared me to have another team over. Um, or at 46 wins to have this team over. But looking back at past years, there's plenty of times where like six, seven teams finished with 48 wins. So, yeah, definitely. So, um, I went, I'm going over on the Hawks as well. Uh, they, they had some stretches last year where they looked really bad early in the season and, uh, did not look like this was a team that was going to finish well or make the playoffs and then fire their head coach mid-season pretty sure uh, Nate True. McMillan came in and ever since then they looked like a totally different team whole new swagger uh, all these young players have really stepped up and they look like they're going to be around for a while in the east so I feel like them winning having a higher winner winning percentage this season than they did last season is kind of uh, kind of easy for them so I'm taking the over for the Hawks as well nice and I like the adjusted line uh, or how you had it at 47 their wins last year and i do see them being better than they were last year uh simply because of cam reddish that alone i think will make them better so the the forgotten uh the forgotten boy of the duke trio uh coming out a couple years ago so hey this guy he was talked up a lot coming out of college so so we both got the hawks over that's i did not expect that this one was like hard for me to pick yeah that one hurts a little bit uh, because you know still fresh on that game uh, pain from game seven eastern conference semis but uh it's a new day forgive and forget is what i always say um anyway on to a team that i will never forgive or forget um my most hated team the boston celtics they're over under is sitting at 45 and a half their uh adjusted win total for last year is 41 how do you feel about the celtics 45 and a half may seem high but they lost Jalen Brown about halfway through the season last year, and they've made some significant uh, improvements, it could be said, adding Horford and a certain Dennis Schroeder. Mm, yeah. I, I have over for the Boston Celtics. Chris Dunn as well. I, I really like that him with this roster. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Um, I was looking at these, and 
I was thinking in my mind that last year was sort of a down year for the Celtics. Um, they did not play up to their uh, potential of the previous years. Obviously, losing Jalen Brown for a stretch was a big part of that. Um, but this this team is really competitive. I don't expect them to finish as low as, as the sixth seed again. I think that's how they... No, it was even worse than that because they were in the play-in game. Were they, right. they were like seventh or eighth? Right, so, seventh seed. Playing against uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, this year, I don't think they're going to be like a top three seed like they have been um, years past. But uh, 45 and a half, I think I'd take the over for the Boston Celtics because uh, like you like you said, they're going to hopefully have uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum healthy for the whole season. Picking up Dennis Schroeder, I feel like is a move that kind of has gone under the radar for this team. Uh, Dennis Schroeder has been a great player at all. Well, I don't know about great. But he's been a good, good basketball player at times. And I feel like uh, having him as their point guard is definitely a, uh upgrade over Kemba Walker at this point in Kemba Walker's career. So, uh, I ex- and like you said, getting Horford back, I think he's a better fit for this team. Uh, I, f- I don't know why. Like, he didn't play for the Celtics for super long in his career, I feel like. But I just that's just where I picture him is in the uh, Boston Celtics uniform. So, I'm taking the over for the Celtics. Unfortunately, I do hate this team, but it is what it is. There we go. Have to combat one thing. Schroeder, not better than Kimba. I'll say that. Not at this point. Ah, Kimba I don't had think so. some tough games last year. He was hurt. That's true. That's true. But mm, I don't know. Schroeder, Schroeder at one point was offered. If, if Schroeder can get back to the point where he was playing so well, he was offered four years, 84 mil. I mean, I feel like. That Dennis Schroeder is probably better than last year's Kemba. What do you think about that? It's a good point. It's a good point. He will definitely fill out the scoring that they'll miss from Kemba. Yeah. And I just feel like the roster is better this year all around. So I just remember it's, last year. It's a nice fit. He yeah. could fit in the Isaiah Thomas kind of role, too. Maybe average 20, 22 game. Yeah. They should have never let go of Isaiah Thomas, first of all. Uh, just kept him around, said Kyrie. But hey. What do I know? Um, just kidding. Obviously, <laughs> if you have the chance for Kyrie Irving on your team, you're going to do that. It just didn't happen to work out for the Celtics. Um, yeah. Anyway, up next, the presumed Eastern Conference champions of this upcoming year, the Brooklyn Nets, win total sitting at 56.5, which I feel like is kind of low for Vegas to only give them 56.5, given that uh, you know everybody just expects them to run away with the conference. But right. uh, their adjusted win total from last year is 55. So they're expecting them to be a little better. But I guess they, like me, are factoring in some uh, injury uh, foresight, just assuming that at some point they're going to have to deal with an injury bug. Um, what do you think about this line? There we go. And I feel like based on what you said, you looked at my notes, Drew, because I <laughs> have the nets going under. Yes. Um, yeah, just too much risk uh, for the regular season. This is not going to be a team that really cares about the regular season. I was a little worried um, at the signing of Paul Millsap and Patty Mills. Like, this bench is going to be a lot better this year. Yeah. But you have to factor in that Kyrie's going to miss 20 to 30 games this year and then whatever Harden and KD miss as well. Yeah, they're always just missing, like, bunches of random games throughout the season. So... Like I, I totally agree. I feel like they're not going to care about the regular season as much as they're going to try and keep their guys healthy for the playoffs. Obviously, 
regular season is important to an extent. You don't want to finish as like the eighth seed and have a tough route to the playoffs, but that obviously is not going to be in the cards for them. Uh, I'm going with the under for the Nets as well. Uh, I guess we're going to be labeled as uh, Nets haters on this show, but um, that's okay. With Love me. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like to be, I like to be contrary to uh, public opinion here. Uh, under on the Nets, like I said, they're going to deal with injuries this year. It just is a fact. I'm not wishing that upon them. Would never do that, but that is just a fact of like these players that they have on their team. So under on the Nets. Up next, uh, Charlotte Hornets, uh, led by LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year. Uh, Absolutely. 37 and a half for their over-under. Their adjusted win total from last year being 38. You know, this one was a hard one for me, Drew. Because um, okay. as you know, I love LaMelo Ball. Uh, he's one of my favorite young players in the league. But I have to go under on the Hornets mm. at 37.5. Oh, no, I have him over. I, I apologize. I'm at 40 no, wins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This one was easy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they do add Plumley um, to the roster this year, as well as Book Knight, who people really loved in the draft, and Ubre. So this was already a competitive team last year. Um, I think I stumbled because I was I had them as the nine seed, and that was the struggle for me. Like I couldn't figure uh, out a way to fit this team in the playoffs. Hey, nine seed that gets you a play-in game. So that's I didn't even think about that. That's true. That's a, yeah, good call. Uh, I was going to take, uh, I was hoping this would be like the first time we disagreed here. I was like, oh, cool, because I was going to take the over on the Hornets. Uh, I think LaMelo, uh, if he stays healthy all year, which, what did he do last year? He broke his wrist, right? So that's not like a super worrisome injury for the future. Like that's not something with yeah. a huge risk of not this age. Whereas if he like tore a knee ligament or something, that'd be a lot more worrisome. But uh, man, he was uh, as advertised last season uh, when he was out there playing, he kept them in games that maybe they shouldn't have been in. I feel like um, losing Malik Monk might hurt some of their three point shooting depth, but uh, he's Malik Monk's not like a super duper all-star game changer. So uh, that's not something they won't be able to overcome. And uh I feel like we're overlooking the biggest pickup for them this offseason, Leangelo Ball. So, oh, you got the brother, the brothers out there balling on the court together. I mean, that's instant chemistry. That's uh, worth at least twenty wins. Yeah, I mean, it could be worth like five overall points for Lamella Ball. Just make him <laughs> so much better. Yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah. So I'm taking the over on the Hornets. As hey, we've agreed well. on all of these. So either we need to go to Vegas, or they're really good at these lines. Making them right, enticing enough. I think they're really good at these lines, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing earlier in the NFL offseason when I was looking at their over-unders as well. I was like, man, that is like right where I would guess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll keep we'll keep it going. Uh up next we've got the newly revamped Chicago Bulls sitting at 42 and a half. Uh is their over-under with their adjusted win total from last year being 35. I'll go first here just so you don't have to go first every time. Um, I, I Vegas is adding seven and a half wins to this team. I think uh, I think their offseason additions are definitely worth that. I mean, they've got DeMar DeRozan now. they got um, Lonzo Ball. I mean, those are 
pretty big pickups for your team uh, to have in an offseason. And uh, I feel like they were already a little competitive sometimes in some games. They were able to punch up against some of their stronger opponents in the Eastern Conference. So I feel like this isn't going to be like a title contender this year, but I definitely see them as a, a more solid team than last year. Solid play or a middling playoff team, in my opinion. So I'm taking the over on the Bulls. I have to disagree with you here, Drew, Ooh. and we have our first disagreement of the episode, uh, but I have them literally at 42 wins. Oh, um, so just under. Yeah, just under. I mean, Caruso, DeRozan, you know, I they mean, have trade assets like Laurie Malkinen that a lot of teams are looking at, Markkinen. Um, I, I like this team. I want to see, I want to see it on the court first um, before I can pencil them at winning more games than 42. Fair. That is fair. So uh, we'll see. Let's both bet $1,000 on this, see who is happening. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Up next, we've got a team that has just fallen from grace in the NBA in the past five, four, three to five years. Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, state of disarray as a franchise. 27 and a half is their over under a little better, I guess, than their adjusted wins from last season, which was 25. What do you see in the Cavs? Like the over for the Cavaliers, but I have a big concern and that concern is Evan Mobley, their first round pick. Hmm. I think this really could be a pick that they regret uh, in a couple years when you see some of the guys uh, that went behind him, but I still actually kind of like the roster. They get Larry Nance, or I'm sorry, they trade away late Larry Nance and they bring in Rubio. They have Jared Allen as well this year. Another year from Sexton and Garland. They're going to be 22 and 21 years old this year. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that's how young they were. <laughs> yeah, so young. So we'll see what this team uh, can do. Uh, I'd love to see Kevin Love play a little bit uh, we'll for this team too. But We'll see if he's willing to uh, put himself out there for this team. Uh, I have him at the over. I have him winning 29 to 33 games this year. So... Uh, I feel like Jared, you brought up Jared Allen. I feel like he's like a piece of this team that people just often over. Obviously, he hasn't been on this team very long, but uh, he's a good, solid center. And um, I don't know why, but I just picture him as older. He's only 23. Like, right. He just turned 23 in April, which is weird because when I think of Jared Allen, I think of them playing him playing on the Nets in that series against the Sixers in the playoffs like two or three years ago. Uh, so... Uh, surprised yeah. me to learn that he's 23. They got a good young core here. Um, I don't know. The chemistry issues are still a, a problem. You hear all those stories coming out about uh, the teammate issues with Sexton. Uh, yes. Is he still going to be on the team? This is actually a, a spot that has been talked about as a trade, uh, trade destination for Ben Simmons. So uh, I feel like that could also affect this win total as well. I think as it's sitting right now, though, um, I, I'm going to take the under, I think, for the Cavs. I think they probably are going to be just under 20, 25 to 27 wins is what I am I would project for them. I think that is fair. All right. Up next, we've got the Detroit Pistons sitting at 23 and a half for their over-under adjusted win total from 2020. To 2021 was 23. What do you think about the Pistons? Well, the Pistons have the number one pick in the draft this year, and they select Kate Cunningham 
Um, and they also sign Olenek. And they have a nice, uh, surprisingly okay core with, you know, Jeremy Grant and Steve Bay and Isaiah Stewart. Uh, so for them to be the lowest win total number, I thought that was surprising, and I have them over. Yeah, I have them over as well. I don't think they're going to go way over. Maybe like right. we're talking like mid to high 20s range for the wins here. But uh, maybe they can sniff 30. We'll see. But 20 um, seems really low for this what's team. That? 20 seems really low. Unless Cade Cunningham is like a complete failure. Oh, did I say 20? It's a 23 and a half. My bad. Oh, I apologize. I, that was just me reading the wrong thing. I still have them over, but yeah. yeah. I t- yeah, if it's at twenty, if you can get it at twenty, definitely go bet the over. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, we'll see about Cade Cunningham. Uh, are they going to regret not drafting Davian Mitchell as Brendan would have? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, hey, you could have traded the pick, drafted Davion Mitchell, and probably got anybody's first round pick. That next year, is super true. Uh, maybe you should look into being a, a GM somewhere. <laughs> that, that sort of savvy mindset you got there. Mm. All right. Uh, up next, we've got the Indiana Pacers uh, over under sitting at 42 and a half. They're just a win total from last year being at 39. So a little bit of a bump for the Pacers. What do you think? This one doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, I have the Pacers going under. Yeah, I'm not really sure why uh, why they would give them this bump this offseason. I don't really think they've made any huge changes. Uh, they didn't get to trade for Ben Simmons like they wanted to, offering Mal- or, uh, Brogdon and a first for Ben Simmons. That got nixed by Daryl Morey and the 76ers. Um, maybe if that had happened, I could see there being a bump, but I'm not, uh, I'm not really high on the Pacers right now. Uh, they're sort of just like a middling team, like, They'll win some games here and there, but they're definitely not anything to be excited about. Um, I guess they got Sabonis. He's pretty young. Am I right about yeah. that? Yeah. So, I mean, he's a... Sabonis, 25. 25. Someone to look forward to. Sure, they I trade guess. for Karis LeVert um, as well. And their big signing, I guess, is Tory Craig is the biggest signing. Mm. Uh, maybe Jeremy Lamb. It's good. It's pretty much a run back of the same team. That same core Sabonis, LeVert, uh, TJ Warren who is known for his bubble performance. Yeah. Uh, and TJ another, McConnell. Another, uh, another instance of the bubble just being like insane and not really counting for anything. Right. Um, but like I, I did, I did forgot, forget they had uh Karis Levert and uh, he, he's a good young player that I will always root for. Um, but I just, I don't see over 42 and a half for this team. So I'm going to go under. Yeah. A lot of respect well. for the Pacers here for Vegas, which is interesting. Because, I mean, they're usually around this number, but this year, this doesn't make sense to me with how good the East has gotten. So. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see, I guess. Maybe we'll be eating our words later, but uh, uh, I'm not seeing it right now. Up next, we got the Miami Heat sitting at 48 and a half. Adjusted win total from last year being 46. I'll go first again for them. Um, I feel like last year was a down year for them. Uh, they... Uh, obviously they were in the finals in the bubble the year before, and then they just could not seem to get things going a lot of the time last year. But uh, with some of the moves they made this off season, I, I think they're going to be a little more set for this upcoming season. Kyle Lowry coming in is going to be great for them, I think. And uh, 
maybe we'll see Jimmy Butler turn things around after being stupidly locked in in the playoffs and putting up duds of games. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I think I like him to come back and make more of an impact. Uh, We'll see. Hero continue to develop, perhaps, and uh, Duncan Robinson as well, still with them. Got a big chunk of change from them this offseason. I think I'll go over with the Heat. Not too much over, but... uh, yeah. 40, 48 and a half. I, I can see them winning 49. So I'm going to go over. That's how close these lines are, Drew, because yeah. I have the Heat at 48 wins and under this year. Yeah. While I love the addition of Lowry to this team, love the core of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, who got paid this offseason. They had Marquise mm-hmm. Morris. Their big question mark to me is Victor Oladipo. What do they do with him, and what can he bring to this team? If he brings a lot, I can see this team winning 50 games. If he's a no-show, this is around a 46-48 to 48 win team. That's fair. I, I definitely I definitely see where you're coming from there. Uh, it's really unfortunate for Oladipo because, I mean, he had those good seasons, and then he got hurt, and then he's just been bouncing around at all these different teams, hasn't really had a chance to settle, been dealing with other injury problems, so... Uh, we'll see what happens with him. But, uh, yeah, like you said, if he can compete, I'd definitely take the over. Um, but I still I still like this team to hit the over regardless. Um, okay, up next we've got this year's finals champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, sitting at 55.5 for their over-under last year's adjusted win total being 52. There you go. So this team actually has to win more games next year uh, than they did this year by that logic. Um, but they are in a good conference to win some games. They'll play the Cavs a lot. They'll play the Pistons a lot. Um, this is going to be pretty much the same team. They signed Grayson Allen. It's probably the best signing that they had. Maybe Rodney Hood could score some points off the bench for this team. But I have them actually going over. And the one name you need to say here is Giannis winning finals yep. MVP. Absolutely. This is my number one seed in the East. Number one in the East, huh? Yeah. Man. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. 55 and a half. Well, you bring up a good point with some of their, who they have in their division since we're going to be playing a full season this year. They'll see some more of those uh, easier games this season. But I don't know. 56 just sounds like a lot of wins for this Bucks team. But you know what? I think you've convinced me a little bit and thinking about how in years past uh, they've been really good in the regular season. Um, always top three seed uh, in years past when we had those 82 game seasons. I, I yeah. think I like the Bucks to hit over as well. I was think I was leaning under. I was leaning under before uh, you just went on that spiel, but uh, oh, you've nice. convinced me. <laughs> you've, there we go. You've brought me over to the other side. So I'm going to take hey. the over for the Bucks as well. Hey, a full season of Drew Holiday has got to mean something, too. That's true, too. And, uh, you know, they've got a good core, and I think they'll be right back in the mix in the playoffs, uh, depending on who they're going to be facing at what time in the playoffs. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the conference finals or even the finals again. Uh, we'll see. No, I'd say this team is a lock in the conference finals. Hey, you know, if you have to play the Sixers in the second round, who knows? Uh, we'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> um, up next. We've got uh, everybody's darling from last year, the New York Knicks over under sitting at 41 and a half adjusted win total from last year being at 47. So expect Vegas expecting a big drop off, not huge, but 
a drop off nonetheless from the Knicks. So, right. So they win 41 games last year and they have to win one more game this year and 10 more games. And I'll say this, the roster did not get worse. So I don't understand this one as well. This is one that I'll probably be betting. Actually, I have them under and I think Kimba will help this team a lot. You have them under over. 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 Okay. I was about to say, yeah. you <laughs> definitely sounded like you were going to be right. over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really get sure this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't really get this one as much either. Um, I feel like there's maybe a little bit of recency bias, them losing in five games to the Hawks in the in that embarrassing playoff series. But I mean, if you look at last year's regular season, Julius Randle was I mean, talked about as a fringe MVP guy by some crazy people, but not being talked about it nonetheless. And yeah. Um, he was awesome. I mean, yeah, he was awesome. And uh, if he can keep that up, like you mentioned, they got Kimball Walker. If they can get some healthy games out of him uh, playing at Kimball Walker levels and uh, still developing R.J. Barrett and those other young guys, uh, Obi Toppin, all of them, uh, I think this is still a good team. Um, I don't think they're going to beat many. I don't, I don't see them really winning a playoff series. But right. uh, 41 and a half, I feel like that's pretty – Pretty low line for them, so I'm taking the over as well. There you go. One more note. Uh, Evan Fournier coming off of France season where he was like a top five player in the world for a oh, minute. Yeah. So Don't sleep on the French. There you go. Now he's in New York. Big market. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Got to escape the hellhole that is the Boston Celtics. Um, <laughs> for the New York Knicks. Dream come true for that uh, that nice immigrant man. So congratulations. <laughs> um, up next, we got the Orlando Magic. Uh, this is the this is the lowest that I saw on my uh, unspecified sports book site. Not gonna not gonna give them free advertising because our uh, sponsor in that area is still open. But uh, Magic sitting at 21 and a half for their over under with their adjusted win total from last year being 24. Okay. So this team is actually in a similar situation to the Knicks uh, where they have to win the same number or one more game to hit the over than they won last year in a shortened season. Yeah, and they got my problem is they have no Nikola Vucevic who is by yeah. far the best player on this team last year. And so unless you really like Suggs and you think he's just going to be a revolutionary player, I don't see this happening with Orlando. I don't know, man. I think you're sleeping on a former number one overall pick here. Markel Fultz, he's coming back. Actually, I don't even know. Uh, he's hurt. He was hurt at the end of the season, but I imagine he'll be back at some point during the year. Um, he has been great for the Magic since he got yeah. traded there by the 76ers. So I'll say this. He's a top three player on that team right now. Yeah. So, uh, not so, not so sure. That's a, that's a good thing for Mark L. Fultz or just an indictment right. of the magic. Um, <laughs> I don't know. 22 is such a low number. Um, somebody's I gotta mean, be bad though. Somebody does have to be bad, but I feel like 22 is still really bad. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. I, but at the same time, the Sixers did win 10 games a few years ago. But that was an obvious tanking. But I don't, I'm going to take the over for the Magic. I'm going to I'm going to lean a little more optimistic for them. I think they can hit 22, uh, especially if Markel Fultz is coming back and he looks like a, an actual basketball player. Um, hey, I respect that. 
I mean, they make the trade for Vucevic, but they do get Wendell Carter Jr. back, uh, and he's only going to be 22 years old himself. So, hey, there you go. Maybe very young, very young team. Very young team. So, uh, up next, we've got. Uh, unfortunately, we need to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. <sighs> uh, win total for you them. Start with this one. I guess I will. Win total for them sitting at. The over-under sitting at 51.5. Adjusted win total from last year being 56. So Vegas, not liking the Sixers to repeat their success from last year. Um, tough division they're playing in. Uh, so they'll be seeing the Nets four times this year. They'll see Celtics four times this year, just to name a couple. Um, you know what? Um, I still like the over here for the Sixers. 51.5. They've won... 50 plus, I think, like three or four years in a row. So I think getting yes. 52 isn't super tough for this team, even if Ben Simmons isn't coming back, uh, which I think he will be. I think you're going to see Ben Simmons play for the Sixers this year. Maybe he tries to sit out a little bit if he really is forcing his way out. But uh, when those game checks aren't coming in, I think he might change his tune a little bit. Um, so I, I like the Sixers over 51 and a half. I, th- I like Joel Embiid to maybe win the MVP if he stays healthy this year. Um, I like Tyrese Maxey to really come into his own as an NBA player and um, just lead this team from the point guard position. We're running it back with Tobias Harris, Danny Green, Seth Curry. So we still got a very strong team here, uh, maybe lacking a little bit of depth. But uh, I still like us to win at least 52. There you go. So, like you said, this team wins more than 50 games, uh, not in the shortened season, of course. Um, yeah. Because nobody did. But adjusted, they will win more than 50 games in the past four years. But it was interesting when you go back four years ago, they win 50 games or 51 games. And then three years ago, they win 52 games. And so they stick the line right in between at 51 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is interesting. Uh, Andre Drummond, uh, the biggest signing for this team. Oh, I have I no clue. If and when he will play with this team, or how that will work at all, uh, with Embiid hoping to have a monster year, but maybe this gives Embiid a little bit of rest and he'll be ready for the playoffs because he was hurt at the end. Yep. Uh, this number seems low to me, though. Fifty-one and a half seems pretty low. You, I mean, you love Seth Curry this year. I give me, give me over for the Sixers all as right. well. That's what I like to hear over on the Sixers. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as for the Drummond signing, uh, I don't, I just didn't even, uh, slip my mind totally when I was just talking about them. I just focused on the starters, but I mean, uh, we, we lost Dwight Howard in the off season. So I imagine Drummond coming in and playing a similar role, um, maybe giving us even more minutes than Dwight was giving us, uh, in relief of Joel Embiid, uh, try and keep him fresh. Like you said, so. I, I think that uh, I think Drummond, like if he's actually going to be the backup center, is like far and away bat, best backup center in the league. So I like that. Um, but we'll see. But yep, we both we'll like see. the we both like the over for the Sixers. That is that's uh, what I like to hear. Uh, hey, next. and the big the big thing for them, uh, it's I mean, we didn't even touch this either. Is of course Ben Simmons, which we talked talked about uh, for the past eight episodes. Of the Good NBA podcast. Uh, yes, and expect it to be the case for many more to come uh, until right. he is off the team or uh, definitely staying. So we'll see what happens there. 
Um, looking at my over-unders here, pretty pretty optimistic, I guess. I've only had three unders so far. Uh, we'll see if that changes with these last two teams. Um, up next, we've got the Toronto Raptors over-under sitting at 36.5 with 31 being their adjusted win total from last year. So Vegas seeing an uh, increase in the wins for the Raptors this year, losing Kyle Lowry. What do you think about that? Well, they bring back Gordon Drogic, right? So you like that for them. Um, but 36 and a half wins seems like a lot. They draft Scotty Barnes. I, I have to take a big under on this team, and it could be a rough year for Toronto. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a rough year as well, and I was, I'm definitely going under. Um, they will be back in Toronto this year, which is nice. Uh, Not playing yeah, that, Tampa. That's very true. That could be a part of the reason for that bump as well, getting a play back in front of their home crowd. Um, but still, this team's kind of in a, in a transient state, you could say right now, just uh, in between. They're not really competing. They're not terrible. Um, but they're definitely, I don't think they have their eyes on winning a title this year. I mean, obviously, if you're a coach, you're like, we're going to win every time we go out there. Our goal is to win a championship. But realistically, I mean, that's not uh, that's not in the cards for this team this year. No. So I, I like under 36 and a half for sure. You know, they, they get rid of Lowry here. Uh, probably if you had an all-time Raptors starting point guard, it would be Kyle Lowry. Yeah, so. absolutely. So that's not going to be an easy transition to make. So putting a bump in the winning percentage uh, is something I don't understand too much, unless it is just, like I said, from going back home. But uh, again, we will see when it comes to the Raptors up next. And last, possibly least, not least, but Wizards <laughs> of Washington. Uh, 34 and a half is there over under 39 being their adjusted win total from last year. I I really like when you said the Wizards of Washington like that because it really reminded me of those old Bleacher Report Game of Zones that they used to have. Oh, dude, yeah, those are so good. Yeah, it, imagine a Westbrook and Beal together one. We never got that. Oh, so yeah, man, that stinks. Right, I um, on a huge opportunity there. <laughs> yeah, but so Westbrook is gone, and they bring in Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Montrezl Harrell. Pretty much uh, the entire a bench unit on the Lakers. Yep. <laughs> this team is an interesting one. I have them going under at 33 wins. Oh man. Another uh, I one think, right on the line there. Yeah. I think just losing Westbrook is a pretty big deal, but, and I, who knows with Beal too. We, we don't know if he'll be there at the end of the year. So I think the safe yeah. bet for the wizards is under, um, unless you expect a transitional year from Kyle Kuzma. Finally. You know what? I don't expect that finally. I think uh, <laughs> people have been expecting that for a couple of years now. Just hasn't been the case. And uh, I'm going to take under on the Wizards as well. Uh, I was going to bring it up if you didn't. We don't know if Beal's going to be there this whole season. Uh, he says he wants to stay, but we'll see if he's singing a different tune after playing a few games with Guzma and the Lakers rejects. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> so... Um, I'm taking the under and the Wizards as well. Losing Westbrook obviously was huge, um, and they do have some they do have some interesting young players. I, I'm interested to see what uh, Rui Hachimura does in the future because he showed some big flashes last year. 
uh, just playing for a bad team. So I feel like it kind of went unnoticed for a lot of it. But yeah, I like uh, Gafford a lot too last year. Gafford, yeah, yeah, that was that was what I hated the most about playing them in the playoffs was they had three big guys that could really come in and just like pile on the fouls on Embiid, and they had eighteen to split up between them. So it's like. Yeah, and they actually uh, do get better at that. So they have Thomas Bryant, who they had last year, who's young as well. Uh, and then they get Montrez Harrell, who's, I mean, he's a journeyman. He's a starter, though, in this league or a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Um, so, And they lose Robin Lopez. So, improvement. Hey, r- losing that hook shot from Robin Lopez, I don't know. That is, uh, that's not something is you can replace too easily. <laughs> absolutely deadly, that move. <laughs> unstoppable um but uh so a lot of there there's a ceiling for this team uh but i don't think they're gonna hit that that ceiling would be over 34 and a half but i'm still gonna take the under um so uh, yeah that wraps, it up. that wraps it up for the eastern conference looking down my list looks like i ended with five unders and 10 overs so not sure how that's gonna work mathematically seeing as these teams are gonna play each other a bunch but uh, maybe uh, a really a bunch of bad teams in the West that will surprise you. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to totally shift from how it's been for the last 15 years. And all of a sudden the East is going to be really good and the West is going to suck. Yeah, I I made a big point about hitting uh, seven overs and eight unders. Um, but there are some that really wouldn't shock me if I was very wrong about. Uh, particularly like this Wizards team I could see going over. Uh, the Nets could win like 62 games and just be a menace all year. Yeah, uh, especially if like they stay healthy, which we talked about. So, Right. So, hey, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. So, uh, East yeah, complete. Though, what's that? The East is complete, Drew. We've done it uh, on betting month here at the Good NBA Podcast. Yes, sir. First episode. Uh, we'll have some more things for you to bet on next week when we do the Western Conference totals. But uh, until then, guess what? Been talking about this website, hyping it up. You haven't seen any fruits of that as of yet, but guess what? It is up. Go visit, Go visit. nssportsmedia.com for all your sports needs. If all your sports needs right now are a weekly uh, NFL Power Rankings article and two awesome podcasts um but uh something we've been working on a lot and we're very proud of would really appreciate if you go take a look yeah give us a couple hits on the website y'all i mean the power rankings article is pretty smart the way we're doing it i really like uh our team of four people seems really strong so check the website out yeah definitely give the website a look um right now uh, we do have the power rankings. We've got links to our, all of our podcasts up there, all two of our podcasts at the moment. Um, and we will each be just writing articles about uh, whatever whatever we feel like writing articles about in the in the, in the realm of sports. So uh, whether that be that our team has uh, interests that range very widely. So you could see some articles up there about basketball football but you also might see something about disc golf you might see something about league of legends because esports should be sports am i right fellows and uh absolutely (laughs) so uh like i said that is nssportsmedia.com for all your sports needs um got any other housekeeping things brendan that we need to touch on man nothing that comes to mind 
nothing comes to mind. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Brendan Swam. Follow Drew at Twitter at what was it? D underscore Wade ninety seven. There we go. D underscore Wade ninety seven. Uh, and that'll wrap up this episode of the Good NBA Podcast. That it will. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, continue to tune in every Monday night, Tuesday morning, when these episodes come out. Don't forget to listen to NFLs coming on every Wednesday afternoon uh, for all your NFL needs. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for today's episode. I'm Drew Wade. As always, for my co-host, Brendan Swam. we will see you next time. Y'all be easy.